If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode of The Instance is brought to you by Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. The best computer rigs money can buy. You're listening to The Instance. Everybody, welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode 508. My name's Scott Johnson. I'm joined by Patrick from France. Hello, Patrick. Hey, I've I've used all my jokes in the pre-show. Oh so, shit! Well, yeah, sorry. That's uh, it. No funny from Patrick today. Damn it! I had no idea that we had spent all our money before we even started. Uh, I thought you were going to say I had no idea you were you were making jokes, which would have been <laughs> funny and insulting at the same time. It would have been, but. I didn't think of it. Yeah, as always. Uh, We expect Terpster today. He's uh, running a little late. Got a lot going on. I think he's maybe heading to the States again. We'll we'll ask him. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's left yet. There's talk. He's not going to call from the plane or something. No, no. I don't know that that would be, that's probably possible now. We can do that. We have the technology, don't we? To make calls from a plane now. I'm sure, I'm sure Terpster is so important now. He has some kind of satellite super bandwidth phone that he can call from anywhere yeah this would not shock me um but anyway he's uh he, he should be here and uh we look forward to that uh folks we come to you uh, uh emerging from what i would call one of the the craziest months that being november which just ended today's the first of december uh, 2017 and uh november was full of video game time like my gosh what a month it was across the board and blizzard was part of that but certainly every every other rad game and its dog seemed to come out in the month of november um and it was a hell of a year and a crazy town and it's funny because i kind of have a thing to say about that after all of these other games that i played um big big releases like mario odyssey and you know assassin's creed origins and freaking can't even think of them all. All these games that came out. Patrick, you played a lot of them too. Uh, at the end of it all, it's so it's so weird how comforting I find Blizzard games. And by that, I don't mean these other games were bad by any stretch. Or they're all great. Like they're, they're all amazing. But there's something about coming back to World of Warcraft or, or popping into Overwatch or spending some time in Diablo where it just feels like home in a weird way. So all those other games can feel a little bit like I've taken a vacation or I've gone someplace to do a thing. But then when I'm done with that thing, my home base, my place where where the where the grass grows greenest is the Blizzard <laughs> launcher and all the games there therein. Uh, yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with you and I see what you mean. It's like I've We've all played many, many games this month. Um, I'm sure, you know, if you if you're just talking about Mario and Wolfenstein and uh, Assassin's Creed and a few others, like the Steam sales 
I bought basically five games. I was still wanting to play from this year, like from a few months ago. I bought uh, Hob, which is delightful yeah. and and uh, and depressing and since they're going away now, which bums me out. Yeah, Runic, that's so sad. But yeah. um, I got uh, Fantasy Strike, which is really interesting. I mean, a, b- a bunch of games. But throughout, even during that month of May, I was always coming back to, in my case, Overwatch, Mm -hmm. just for an hour or two here and there, just Mm -hmm. for, you just get in, you have fun, you relax. It's a a little bit exciting, a little bit uh, maddening sometimes, but it's so comfortable. Yeah, it's Um, like coming home. That's something I really appreciate. Yeah, it's like coming home a little bit and it feels real good. So I guess hats off to Blizzard for continuing to be that place we like to go. Today... We wander into fresh water, as one might say, the world of patches. Oh, that was not loud enough. The world of patches. Uh, not really, but Antorus is live. It's a brand new raid. You may have heard of it. You may be excited about it. I don't know where you're at with this, but I'm I'm pretty excited about it. In fact, my raid team informs me. I couldn't go Wednesday because I have a other show and I do it late and we can't get in there for raid, but... My raid team informs me that they uh, their first night in there took down the first two bosses on normal, uh, or three maybe, that, without even like knowing much about the fights. So Scott, yeah, I have a theory. Yeah, just spitballing here. Just oh. just wondering. Let me know if that that means anything to you. All right. They went to raid. Yeah. They managed to get like without knowing the strategy with just trying it trying as hard as they could two or three bosses right on the other hand you weren't there <laughs> is that a coincidence uh, i see where you're going I don't with know. this I, I just i'm I, i'm just saying i'm wondering i see where you're going with this i think it's probably fair to say <laughs> that i you know maybe i slow him down it's possible. No, now you're going with it. I'm getting all, I'm all, <laughs> like, I feel bad about it. No, it was a joke. It no, was a joke. I, I don't. I'm I don't. sure you're fine. You're yeah, fine. it's fine. I don't think I slow them down. But, I, but I'm but i impressed that they got that far in. Um, I, I usually, you know, the way it usually works is you get in and you bang your head against the wall. Some people have seen videos. Some people haven't. Uh, some people are coming in fresh and just saying, oh, well, what does it say in the, in the guide? Some raid teams are hardcore, and they're like, Know everything before you get here and be a minimum of this and your DPS better be this. So there's a whole range of things, but I don't know. I guess I'm kind of happy that our relatively chill group was able to get in and do some work. Uh, so those bosses they were able to take down are as follows. Uh, Garathi Worldbreaker. Are you familiar with this guy at all? He's kind of a badass. Uh, constructed deep within the core of Argus and outfitted with an arsenal of decim- uh, arsenal to decimate worlds, this war machine has been designed for a single purpose, to bring the mortals' invasion to its knees. That is unless about 20 dudes with arrows and uh, swords and stuff <laughs> can take it down. So, uh, hint, you can totally yeah. kill him. He Like, an arsenal to decimate worlds, yeah. that seems like... The kind of thing you you can't really go higher after that, right? Like in in destructive power, but I guess they could. It seems like it. I, I would te- I would I would agree that that seems a little more <laughs> over powerful, the top. Over like, the top. Maybe not, maybe they shouldn't have written to decimate worlds. Maybe like to damage world mm-hmm. or to to somewhat scratch uh, portions of planets or yep. something like that. Yeah, maybe that makes more. sense. Then they moved on to Fell Hounds of Sargeras, infused with fire and shadow. Farg and Shatug. 
are the prized pets of Sargeras. Uh, Bred for carnage, these hounds delight in eviscerating their master's enemies with the army of light and allies advancing upon it. Our Taurus, so, and Taurus rather, the Legion prepares to unleash these vicious creatures onto the battlefield and put an end to the mortals' invasion. Do you think, so they're called Farg and Shatug. Mm-hmm. Do you think they initially were like, oh, we could call them Fart and Shagug, but then <laughs> they thought better of it? Or, uh, uh, well, uh, or worse, think depending on how you look at it. I don't know. I would have kept Fart. P-H-A-R-T. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? It's actually a P, it's a F uh, apostrophe. Harg, H-A-R-G. And by the way, that thing, uh, that Fellhound looking deal, well, they're both kind of the same. One's fire and one's kind of void looking. But they are the, um, uh, here, Chad, I can show you what it looks like. There he is. Uh, They're a mount you can get. You can get that mount and ride that thing. And it is beautiful. I want one of those real bad. So uh, I best be getting to Raiden, I guess, so I can have my chance at it. Uh, it's very exciting, though. That thing looks great. And you fight those dudes. Uh, you have then Gaze of the Legion uh, with the Antoran High Command. You then go from there to Halls of the Boundless Reach with Portal Keeper Hazabel. as some sort of lady there, goat lady. Uh, <laughs> you have the Alarian Sanctuary with E... Um, I'm not saying this right. ENR Lifebinder. There, that's it. And uh, then you have the Exhaust, which features... I'm Mara, I'm Manar, I'm Monar, the Soul Hunter. Something like that. That's how you say that guy's name. He's pretty cool looking and does some kind of terrible stuff. I don't want to get too much into detail on these guys and how they behave, but uh, anyway. Then you've got King Garoth, uh, the Coven of Shavara. Shavara rather. Uh, you're getting really close here when you get to the Chamber of Anguish and you face off against Myra Mathras. Very look- Mathras. There, that's it. And he looks Barry Mathras, who who you should know, Scott. How? Why? Why do I know him? What should I know him from? Isn't he like one of the major characters from uh, the the story of Wow? You know me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm a what does Terpster tell me about lore kind of he guy? Used, <laughs> he used to be he used to be in um, in uh, Undercity for a while. Uh, he's well, he's a de- uh, dread lord. Um, there you go. Wait, I have the the biography. Um, during the Third War, the Dreadlords. Oh, okay, blah 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 blah. Anyway, he's a. We've seen him him before, where, so you should know his name. Where his have we seen him? Do we know where we've seen him? Well, do you want me to go and read the whole no, thing? No, no. Look, sounds it, like work. I don't want you to do any work. He just looks like he might have but, a little bit of a skin condition. Has he always had this? <laughs> yeah, because we killed him already. Oh. He does have a little bit of a skin condition. All right. He's got like what that's looks a, like that's a, a good way of putting it. And look at his a... wings. They're all like shriveled and crappy. He's he's not having a good day. I think his, that's fair to say. His wings are shriveled and crappy. He also has uh, some sort of scarf unit, so you probably like him already. Uh, well, I mean, that that is not... It, it It is where a scarf would be, but it's all like a piece of metal armor, and it seems like it wouldn't be very comfortable, and it wouldn't shield you from uh, the cold of the winter. So, yeah, eh, doesn't work for me. It says here uh, in the chat he was um, next to Sylvanas for a while. Yeah. Uh, till the sacking of UC back in Wrath. Uh, now I'm having a memory of this. Now I think I know who this is supposed to be. This is a new model. In payment though. for his blunders. <clears throat> wait, wait. I'll do that. Better. Okay, do it again. In payment for his blunders, Fairy Mathras has been tortured by the Coven of Shivara 
the, vind the Vindictive Sisters stripped away both flesh and sanity, leaving only a singular desire to inflict suffering <laughs> upon the mortals who cost him wow. everything. Wow, you're really selling it to me. You're really getting me there in the heartstrings. Yeah, and, and he does have a skin condition in that he doesn't have it. No. Oh, is that the deal? It's been... It oh, yeah, it's kind of like peeled off. He's got like musculature showing through and stuff. Well, whatever, poor guy. You got to fight him, and uh, you you got to kill that guy, and then you move on to the world sore, uh, world sore, the world soul, uh, <laughs> Agrimar himself. Uh, he will be an avatar of the of the uh, of the of the of the soul of the planet. And uh, here's the deal: he was once a noble avenger in the pantheon. Agrimar was struck down by Sargeras and reborn as a titan of destruction. He now stands at the core of Argus guarding a power that would unmake the universe, or could anyway. Not uh, even demons are permitted to tread within the Titan's halls, and any mortals bold enough to trespass will be reduced to cinders by Agrimar's burning blade. Tashishkashlash. Tashalach. Thank you. There you go. Uh, all right, then you go from World Soul, or from him, sorry, to Argus the Unmaker. Oh, I called that other guy the World Soul. He's not the World Soul. Argus is. <laughs> Bound, broken, eons of existence, knowing only pain, a shattered soul, fueling infinite evil, the master beckons, rise, rise, begin the end of all things. Uh, yeah. I have a suspicion that we're going to slap him down and he's just going to go back into his hole. Mm. Like this makes it sound a lot more dramatic than the, the end. Like the end of all things is not going to happen. Yeah. Otherwise the game would stop. Can I give you, uh, it's not a spoiler, but I'll still ask you if I can say this. Okay. I hate it when you say it's not a spoiler. I'm going to say it, but it's not a I spoiler. I won't even say it. I'm going to ask you stuff. if you want to hear this first. And if you say no, I okay. won't do it. So here's my question. I'm still not, not watching like end of raid videos or any of those things. So no spoilers for me. So at the beginning of this encounter with Argus the Unmaker, Mm -hmm. There's a brief uh, little story there, little cinematic, that's just like an introduction. And if you've seen the public notes on this thing, there's a screenshot of him standing there, and you can tell he's in a room where other dudes are sitting around behind him. Okay. Now, do you want to know, do you want to know those other, who those other dudes are, or no? Um, I can tell you. All right, sure, fine. We can, you know what, I'll do it. For the audience, for the for the uh, informational value of the show, I'll sacrifice my desire to remain spoiler free yeah. and uh, indulge you in a little bit of spoilering. All right, those guys sitting on those chairs are uh, part of the pantheon, so they're all the other, and they're still uh, righteous folk. Uh, it appears. So now, they're titans. They're titans, and I and they're monstrous and huge. And when they come in. They come in looking like those, uh, you know, the kind of connect the star looking dudes from Old War. And yeah. <laughs> what are they yeah. called? I don't know what they're called. Those are Titans, but they but they don't look like big fleshed out things. They look like galaxies but in body form. Yeah. They all show up like that. And then together with uh, the old man leading them, 
Uh, this is the worst lore explanation of all time, by the way. Yeah, it's okay. it, do- it doesn't sound worth the uh, spoiling <laughs> so far, but keep going. So they so they combine their little hoochie together and 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 create a big power deal to bring him out to basically bring the world soul out and be you know to be uh, Argus the Unmaker. And, and they, Argus and, becomes a Titan because they show up and they make him a Titan. Yeah. And now all the rest of these dudes who do that, they're spent after this. This is some hard work for them. So they plop down in their chairs. And that is why in the photo everybody is seeing of this throne room space where he's there to fight. This is, you know, where you're going to fight this dude. Uh, they're all slumped in their chairs like drunk people. It's because they just used like 98% of their power to to bring Argus to the surface. And, uh, and- yeah. It's really cool. Do you think Argus is more powerful than they are? No, I think probably that, not. Right? I don't think so. I think he is so, at, perhaps as powerful as they are at full strength, but they have spent all their strength, and that's why they're not helping and you fight. How many of them are they? Uh, four or five of them in there. I don't okay. know exactly. And their goal is to raise Argus so that he kills the enemies like us coming. No, to stop. I th- no, they are his. Oh, our they job, just want to awaken another Titan. Yeah, and they and we want to fight him and beat him, so that the real enemy can be fought. Now, do you want me to tell you who that is? No. Okay, I won't tell you who that is. Then let's just say there's a lot of fire involved in that guy. That's all I'll say there. <sighs> <laughs> I didn't give it away. There's tons of fire in this game. It's not okay. <laughs> a- another question. I'm not even going to keep digging into that one um another question that has nothing to do with it or any spoilers yeah um (laughs) i do want to ask you why did you have to add the fact that there's a lot of fire like does it do you just you want to display the fact that you know and others don't like this isn't some kind of all i'm saying is it's 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 a it's an ending no no stop okay my question yeah my question all right how much do you think his helmet makes him look like Galactus. Uh, almost entirely. That dude is Galactus's helmet. Right? Back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Galact- I, I feel like this is this is somewhat uh, on purpose. It's like this is the equivalent of that kind of being in the WoW universe, like the almost well omnipot- uh, uh, omnipotent mm-hmm. type of. Character for, and for those unaware, Galactus in the Marvel Universe is this world-eating, monstrous dude who's huge. He's a titan. He's bigger than planets. He literally consumes planets to take their power and destroys... Who doesn't know who Galactus is? I don't know. There's some people. You know, it's not everyone's a comic so? nerd like you. Yeah, you know, some people. I don't know. Okay. But he's got that kind of hat, that hat, helmet thing where it's like the... <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I like the hat. Yeah. He's got that kind of hat. I was getting a very Galactus vibe out of Helia from... Uh, uh, the Thor, the new Thor movie. She's kind of got a Galactus. Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit. But uh, Hela, Hela, Helia, Hela. Isn't Helia in in Wow? Now I get them confused. I think so. That's why I'm. Yeah, I think Helia that's why I is the. That up. Yeah, that's why. It's, she's. The I, dead. I kept thinking of her as Helia as well in yeah. the whole movie. Blizzard. It's funny. The more I watch other ancillary pop culture things about Norse mythology or actual Norse mythology, I realize, oh man, Blizzard are really into that. They'd love it. They freaking use it all the time. So mm. yeah. Anyway, that guy he looks cool. It's pretty rad. I would I'd buy a statue of Argus. I think he's totally badass. Uh, and then you kill him, and then a bunch of stuff happens that I won't tell you about. Which we're not going to discuss. No, right? no, no. I'm not gonna like. There's 
there's a no, 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 no. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm just gonna say this. Let me just say this. I asked last week what we thought. And the three of us talked about it a little bit, but we thought, what do we, what do we think about the future of certain characters and stuff like that? And you know, I'm, I'm super curious still about where, where Illidan goes and what he ends up doing. They don't. I'm not going to say what they show us with him. Don't even. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Because what you say they're not <laughs> saying is something that they're. <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say. I'm more bugged right now that I don't know what the hell's going on with Cadgar, the shit wizard. And by that, I mean, what's he done since any of this endgame? Like, for the whole game, he's with us all the time. He shows up in a little fishbowl next to you going, boo. Oh, shit, it's it's Cadgar, the shit wizard. What do you need from me today? And he'll say, oh, don't worry. Everything's great. We got to stop this legion. So you go do all your legion work, and every minute he's like, ah, I need to take you to show you a new place. You've done well. And then he'll show you the new zone, and... He gets you started over there, and he's always back at the place with Jaina and everybody. And, you know, he's got a role to play in this game, clearly. He's been in most of the early cinematics, in-game cinematics and stuff. And then here we are at about the time the Argus patch hit, and he's nowhere. He's nothing now. Like, I'm kind of bugged at the lack of shit wizard Cadgar because he had such, well, he was so pivotal, and now he's just, no one's even talking to him. Like, I guess that's what the only spoiler no, I would give I think, is he doesn't say any words think, at the end of this thing. He doesn't even talk. I don't think no one's talking to him. I think he's not talking to us anymore for calling him shit wizard for a year and a half. <laughs> I think but that's I, what's happening. He's but like, I'm, oh, yeah? Well, fine. <laughs> you, you go do it alone then. But See I if mean I care. It, I mean it in the most, like, endearing way. You know, it's a ter- term of endearment for him. We love the shit wizard, Cadgar. He's great. He's funny. I don't even think he's that, that shit. I think he's being judged unfairly. <laughs> By who? Me and, and everyone like me or what? Well, he's a victim of a fake news social media campaign <laughs> that has characterized him as a shit wizard when he's not nothing. He's done nothing but help us and warn us and guide us throughout the last two or three expansions. And at that point, he's getting tired of our shit yeah. and he's like, fine. And I understand him, frankly. Yeah. I know I get it, and I and I want, I want your love for him to to re- remain. I guess all I'm saying is, and I don't think this no, is a spoiler. There's just a not. There's just not a lot of Cadgar left, and I wish there was. I want, I want some something. Like give me something. I just need him to talk. Just go. Ah, yes, my idea was a good one. You know, something. Say something. Or, yeah, hopefully, something better than that. But yes. Do you ever Let's think? Have him say something. Do you ever? <laughs> Sidian says he's on the Vindicar minding his own business. Maybe, maybe. But and yes, Win the Fox a great comparison. Cadgar reminds him of Gandalf, powerful but playful too. Yes, like Cadgar's great. I love Cadgar, the shit wizard forever. As far as I'm concerned, he has really endeared himself to me. Uh, long ago, what was it? Uh, heading heading into Warlords, first time we really saw him in his new form, where he was old, or no, young again and good looking. Uh, kind of George Clooney stage of Cadgar. That was great. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, here he is. Let's see what this guy can do. Ooh, he's got fire, arcane, and ice coming out of him all the time. He's a true mage. Like, this guy's really, this is what we all should be working to try to be like this guy. And then he was just there every step of the way, all through Warlords, all through Draenor, or all through um, uh, freaking Legion. And here at the end, I just feel like maybe that voice actor's like, nah, I don't feel like doing it. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> 
Or maybe Blizzard was like, okay, they really don't like, uh, they really don't like Edgar. Hmm. Keep calling him names and stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna use someone else. Sacred in the chat. Go. Sacred says it's a good <laughs> opportunity to let other characters take the spotlight. Velen for one needed it. Plus, we were introduced to Torillion and uh, Illyria. Yeah, I get it. That's we- not that's not untrue. But I think the 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 best takeaway from this whole tragedy, Scott, if I can be serious for a second, <laughs> is that sometimes you really should be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because you might get it. You really might. And that's not good. You want a re- you want a Ghostbusters reboot? Ugh, you might get it. That movie sucked. Anyway, uh, there's that. And Taurus, check it out. Get there. Gear up. Be ready because it's content and you want to play it. And I think the finale of all what I saw looked pretty damn good. Um, all right. So we're not. I can't tell you about this sword then. I was gonna. No, t- I was gonna can't. tell you about a sword. I, I. Hey, hey, Patrick. There's a sword in the game. There. That says nothing. That is the level of spoilerage that I will accept. Nothing more. Now, some in the chat are going, oh, Scott, you've really you've really done it now. But no, I think just saying there's a sword in the game, I didn't really reveal anything just now. Again, this is the level of spoilerage <laughs> I will accept. Let's move on. Your favorite part of when I do this is that I just kind of keep adding on to it, right? Like I just sort yes. of say, well, I'll just say that this. Is- well, let me just add this. Yeah. That is my favorite. Uh, Red Man Pig, Tyrellian is not a tool. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, I wanted to just briefly give a big uh, happy birthday to Raid Markers. They happened around the time of Cataclysm, and uh, the world has never been the same. So uh, appreciate, it's not today, it was this week, but appreciate the fact that you now have Raid Markers, and it's much easier to to know where to be and when to be there, and your Raid Leaders are are a a much happier clam uh, as a result. And uh, rest in peace, the mods and 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 uh, add-ons that used to do that for us. May you ever be remembered for giving Blizzard a good idea and then stealing it from you. All right, <laughs> let's move on to uh, patch three seven point three point five PTR build twenty five six hundred. Now we're not going to go through every line of code. There's a ton to data mine, but there's some pretty big stuff going on. These are not spoilers, Patrick. These are coming in content patches. These are gameplay. All right. These are fine. All right. Embassies have been added to Stormwind and Orgrimmar. These are to do with the, uh, the what do you call them? The braces. The, 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 what are they called? Allied races. Allied races. Thank you. Allied races uh, will now so have a place. An allied embassy. races are imbeciles? They are imbeciles. Well done. Uh, so. Damn it. <laughs> I knew that wasn't a great joke, but I was like, let's try and do it anyway. It's been a few minutes. All right. Sometimes you got to just push it out to feel better. I understand. Yeah, I know. I agree. Anyway, embassies have been added to Stormwind and Orgrimmar, and this is where all the allied races can be uh, recruited slash go to slash I don't know what all. We don't exactly know, but we know they're added there. So there's there's new structural, like literally buildings dedicated, government buildings dedicated to be embassies for the allied races. Uh, void elves have glowing hair. Hmm. I like that sound. I like the sound of that. When I first read it, I thought it said growing hair. And I thought, well, all right. That's very weird. Do I have to shave it once a day? Like, what's going on there? But it's not. It's glowing. So we'll see how that looks. I don't know why that's happening because they don't glow in the Suramar. The Suramar Void Elves are not. Oh, Void Elves, not not, uh, not uh, Nightfall. Yeah, I keep yeah. They're not the, the, the Nightborn. Yeah, I keep thinking Nightborn and not a Void. But anyway, Void Elves, yes, glowing hair. So look forward to that. Zone scaling is in this patch. So if you wanted to try that out, and they say, 
quote, our biggest focus for testing uh, during this PTR period will be on the new level to 100 zoning and dungeon scaling we're introducing with 7.3.5. Remember at BlizzCon, they said that they would be adding these features as a pre-patch into the game before any expansion hit. How, how soon that'll be, I don't know. But the fact that it's on the PTR now makes me think it's sooner than we thought. Um, actually, every... Well, it's, it's 7.3.5 and... I guess it's going to be early next year, right? Yeah, I would think so. Um, what's funny is I feel like Blizzard across the board has been er production early with everything. Like uh, a week after Moira was announced, she was in the game. Uh, Blizzard World map in Overwatch is in the game. Well, it's on PTR. Well, it's on P. Yeah, yeah, which is is earlier than some people thought. the The Heroes of the Storm stuff has come much earlier than some expected. Um, we 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 got a you know some pretty major patchy stuff happened last week and coming this next week. We've already got you know a, a new character out and one on the PTR that were announced there. Like a lot of stuff feels like it's been accelerated, and I don't know I don't know why it feels that way because what they were talking about is a lot of 2018 stuff, and it seems like a lot of that is now translating to late 2017 stuff. I think that's good. I think there's an efficiency to that. It makes me excited. You know the hype is real, but anyway, we'll see what's going on. So they primarily want people to get in there and start doing some feedback. They said, this is an extensive change to how loot quests and creatures work in the open world. So we're going to need as much feedback as we can uh, and get things worked out. Uh, we'll have some more details in the coming days about how you can help, uh, or best help us, make sure this new feature rolls out as smoothly as possible. So clearly, a focus on the scaled levels and dungeons uh, and open world stuff uh, with this current PTR build. Uh, let's see. Backpack can now be expanded by four slots if you attach an authenticator to your account. <laughs> so they're still they're still pulling that donkey around. That's good. Um, oh, that's the core backpack, isn't it? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's the main one that's been stuck at sixteen for well more than ten years. Yeah, that's crazy. They're gonna finally do that. Um, and it's a great way to do it, I guess. But if we, I, I assume since you and I already authenticate our accounts. We'll just get our four slots. Yeah, it just you, you get it immediately when the patch goes live. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, backpack can now be expanded. Already did that. Achievements have been added for allied races. They have been hot fixed and no longer display, but they're in there. Sithless, uh, Silithus, rather, <laughs> has been updated. I can't help it but say that word wrong. I've always done it. Since day one, the thing was in a video game. I said Syphilis. <laughs> anyway, it's been updated, and... I can't tell you why it's been updated. Do you want to know why it's been updated? Probably not. No? Uh, maybe some... Uh, I don't know. Let but me I just would say, guess it has to do with the Azerites coming out of the ground and stuff like that. Sure. Let's just say there's a sword in World of Warcraft. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. This uh, The Silithus Battleground will be open to level 45 through 110 characters. So, big range there. I assume you can do some leveling there like always in the past. Anyway, uh, lots of new icons, including some that gives previously unknown racial ability names for some of the allied races. XP to level has been increased for levels 10 to 59, so a much faster leveling experience for the low levels. I'm actually excited about a, a low-B level 20 allied race in a way that I didn't expect to be. I'm actually super jazzed about this. Do you? Really? Are, are you going to, I mean... I don't know. I mean, it's old content, maybe, right? So um, are you gonna love it or hate it? It's what are you gonna content, do? It's and I've done it a million times. It's nice that you can keep going. In the way they're doing it is is pretty clever. Um, they're gating some of the content to entrance, but not to exit. What I mean is, 
you have to be a certain level to enter a mm -hmm. zone yeah. and you have maybe four uh, or five per level range but you can stay there until level 60 if you want to to finish the quests and finish the story of that zone you don't have to move on and that's the way the um scaling of the zones is going to work which is pretty clever if they just had put every zone from 10 or 20 to 60 you could have been traveling to the other side of the world and i mean it's not necessarily bad but at least here it does give you a little bit of a sense of oh well you know that zone is a little bit more dangerous i can't really go there before i'm i've reached that level but if you don't want to you don't have to you can just keep going on the zones that you already know and finish the stories there. So I like the way they're doing it. I don't think I like it enough to go and re-level another character unless those, uh, how are they called? Heritage armor set oh, pieces? Oh, yeah. You got to um, do that at least once with somebody, right? Well, You got to, dude. How else are you going to get it? It's one per allied race. You would have to do it six times. Well, yeah. But if you have a race yeah, you're don't... super into, like I'm going to be way into the night fallen people, those guys, the non-glowing hair elves. Uh, I'm going to be way into them, and I want their so one. you're going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it once for them. And then I may do others depending on how it goes. But look, that's from 20 forward, and this is basically saying 10 to 59 has been accelerated. Well, that means 20 to 59 is accelerated. So you're going to have a... Yeah, a, but you, you have to go to 120. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, a, it's lot. a lot. I mean, it's fine. They always accelerate it. I'm not sure it takes more time now to go from, you know, 1 to 120, or it will, or 1 to 110, let's say. I'm not sure it takes more time now than it did to go from 1 to 60 back in Classic WoW. Mm. So, but it's still a significant amount of time, unless you have all of the, um, you know, uh, uh, Ah, heirloom items and all of that that you can level quickly. Yeah. Stuff. I like that you had to yell in pain to get the word heirloom items out of your system. <laughs> ah! Oh, heirloom items. That's what I meant. Uh, because that's how my brain works, Scott. <laughs> I understand. Uh, so let's see. So that's it, really. There's a lot of wow things happening, but they're all sort of, hey, guess what's coming soon? And, uh, you know, new raid and everything. Uh, very exciting stuff. But let's take a look around the rest of Blizzard. All right, a quick wrap-up of what's happening in the rest of the Blizzard world. Doomfist might actually be fun to play now, uh, on the PTR anyway. It looks like he's they've major changes, or significant enough changes to him to make it seem like he's going to be a way more fun character to play. And he really should be, given the fact that he's a, a notable uh, character in that world, but not that fun to play. Uh, there are some people well, who main him and I love mean, him, but I don't, and I want to. So, yeah. The the thing is, he, he wasn't, like, not fun to play. It's just that his rocket punch was having trouble connecting or connecting to walls and stuff like that, like connecting the character you would punch into a wall. Um, so it's more bug fixing that are going to make him more reliable and consistent than actually changing, you know, his kit. Yeah, his so. kit is the same. He's not like Mercy yeah, where they're actually changing the hell out of him, but he's, he's, he's getting some stuff, and that's good. Also, they're promising better matchmaking, uh, with a with a with a big question mark about details because they didn't give a ton, but they've got some some. Plans. So what's their? Yeah, what they're doing is they're tightening the ranking rage, uh, ranking rage, uh, and ranking range uh -huh. that you can be matched with or against. So hopefully you should have uh, players closer to your ranking and your you know your level than uh, in the past. Well, so that seems like a good thing. Yeah, I like that a lot. 
In Heroes of the Storm, they're getting a massive support nerf, or it has already happened. Uh, this came out of nowhere, was not part of the 2018 roadmap, was not announced at BlizzCon, was kind of just dropped in people's laps suddenly. And if you were a support main, many, many, many people were very upset about this. It was basically a 5% across the board nerf uh, that affected hit points, um, uh, healing output, uh, kind of just a big general hit to, to that world. And the reason for it, they came out later and said, we don't like and think it's bad for the game, the two healer, double healer meta that's currently going on. Because it, uh, what's been happening is they've got like a tank, a backup tank, one damage dealer, and then two support heroes. And they don't like that. They want a more diverse uh, sort of normal comp happening. So they believe this will work. Uh, time will tell. I'm not 100% convinced. But thankfully, Stukov wasn't touched very much. He's still pretty pretty <laughs> damn good. He, this is PTR, right? This it's is no, this is live, live now. This is literally live. Oh, is now. it? Yeah. Wow. And that again, like it, they keep dropping new stuff without too much warning lately across all their games. Like it's crazy at the moment. Well, I shouldn't say all their games, but many of their games, and especially their most active ones. And it's a little surprising. This one, they took a lot of heat because they didn't give us any warning about it. Uh, they well, they did. They said, "Oh, there's this thing dropping Monday." here it is and then it dropped but they didn't say anything about it until like wednesday or something so so how's it been it's, going it's then, fine it's like... i mean i we 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 played a bunch of games and it was kind of hard to tell how it would affect like pro meta obviously but but we you know we tried some of the healers and some of them feel very nerfed some of them feel very very much less effective than they did a week ago um, but in other well, cases, I can understand how you wouldn't want to have two tanks, two healers meta, and yeah. especially if that leaves one spot for DPS, which a lot of people want to play DPS. Yeah. And with two healers, you can never kill anyone. I, I don't think it would make for a very fun gameplay. Yeah, but, I think that uh, they're pro I think they're right. I think the double healer meta is weird. It's just very punishing to healers who like to heal. Um, even if they like to just single heal. I love healing. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I hate healing in other games. But in this game, I love it. Support is a blast. Um, but thankfully, the heroes I play the most don't didn't really get dinged too bad. So, Although Karazim, he's in, a, he's in a weird place, man. I can't even touch him right now. You got to fix that guy. He needs more healing. And don't nerf his damage like, oh my gosh, I'm so pissed about that one. Anyway, whatever. There's a, we go into major detail on core this week, so if you're interested in that, check out heroesforyou.com and you can hear us uh, waffle on about it. Uh, and then Hanzo is on the PTR this week as well. He's pretty good. Little poke assassin guy stands out to the side and does what Hanzo does. <laughs> so get, get, get excited about doing what you do with Hanzo and Overwatch right here in Heroes of the Storm. Cobalt uh, and Catacombs hits December 7th. Uh, actually excited about a Hearthstone release for once for me. Not really my game, but this uh, dungeon, dungeon mode, runs, right? Is, yeah, dungeon runs are, are going to be everything for me. I cannot cannot wait for that. It's uh, it's basically, I mean, it's almost like Blizzard's. Well, I mean, Diablo can be played like a roguelike too, but it's like it's like their first real roguelike kind of gameplay loop in their modern games that I'm I'm super jazzed about. So. Mm. We'll see. I mean, it may be poo by the time I do it. I didn't get a chance to play. No, it I think gone. it's going to be fun. I think the the uh, defining it as the first world like roguelike that Blizzard is doing uh, some of the mechanics. Yes, the repetition part of it, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, well, what else? Do they don't have another good roguelike game? Can you think of one? No, they don't. But I don't. I just don't think this is going to be extremely because what I initially thought, which is 
you keep your um, cards yeah. and build your deck over multiple runs, I think I misunderstood that. You only keep the decks uh, until you finished that uh, uh, run, and then you can start again. So it's not exactly... Like, you don't keep after you die, quote-unquote. Mm. Mm. Um, so it's a true road-like, then. Like, because the old-school ones were... They were punishing that way. You'd lose you everything and you would start over. anything after your run. Yeah, think of it as like a... It's like hardcore Diablo run. Uh, the right. character's dead and all the stuff is gone. There's just nothing to do there. So maybe that's what they're aiming for here. I don't know. I kind of prefer the yeah, ones where... Every time you die, you get back to the 10-card deck that you initially had. I like things that you can carry over. So I'm, I'm kind of in favor of, of it not being, uh, you know, just throw it away and start over every time. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. What, oh, the final final weird note here. Blizzard's planning on opening a permanent retail store in Gangnam, Korea. You know where that is, right? The one from the song. Yeah, from the song. <laughs> let's just say from the song. Exactly. Um, fact here. That's just for fun here. Do I have it? I think I might. You know you're gonna get you're gonna get banned on on YouTube if yeah, you do that. If, if I do, hold on. Wait, that's not it. Hold on. Wait. No, I can't find it. Oh, Open. that was that sounded like something different. Open. Uh, I can't find it. Oh, ho, ho. No, <laughs> I can't find it. Anyway, I have a funny little mash mashup of that. But uh, okay, uh, what do you think of that idea? Like Korea is, loves Blizzard. You know, the whole the whole place is uh, Blizzard happy with StarCraft, of course, being a national sport of sorts, and. Uh, everything they seem to make over there, developers, all their games have Blizzard crap in them, whether they have permission or not. Uh, it seems like the right place to do it. Do you think? Well, oh, I think in Korea they have permission most of the time. Yeah. Um, it is a land of law, Korea, yeah. unlike yeah. some other Asian countries. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. Like an actual Blizzard retail store. Yeah. Um, if you were going to do one, probably in Korea would be the place to to do it. But like, imagine, I don't know how successful it's going to be. Imagine you you actually get enough people wanting to buy Blizzard stuff. You get enough foot traffic to, you know, to, to make it worth having a, a genuine 24, I mean, seven days a week f store. Mm -hmm. um, that's a pretty significant achievement. I wonder if the Overwatch League is going to play into that as well, you know, bringing some attention, esports attention back to Blizzard and their games. Um so I'm. I think it's cool. I would love to have a Blizzard store close by. Obviously, you know now I'm in Finland, so that's not going to happen because there's three people in in the country. Mm -hmm. But um, but that seems like a, a really cool development. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, what do you think the chances of this coming to other places? You think you ever see one in France or uh, states or whatever? It's low unless they. I mean, the problem is you need a very, very densely populated area, I would guess, mm -hmm. for something like that to work. Yeah. And Paris is very densely populated, but not with hordes of esports fan and gaming fans that are going to go, you know, rush to buy stuff from that weird Blizzard company um, <laughs> every day. I mean, there are going to be people who want to buy stuff, but I don't think there's enough uh, of a client base in Paris to make that a worthwhile endeavor, it seems maybe in in Seoul it might be. Yeah, if, I, you know if I there, agree. It, if there's anything 
where it would work. It's like Japanese games in Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like anime and manga. It's difficult to make those things work in other places. It's possible. It's not impossible. Sure. But uh, Blizzard games specifically, it might be a little bit too narrow of a uh, um, uh, target base in other countries. I'd even argue here, no matter how popular it gets, you know, there's just a move away from retail location and 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 people just buy their crap online, you know? Like, what's the point? Other than sort of hype reasons or if you have a partnership with an existing theme park or something. But I Well, yeah. I don't know. I think for me, I would uh, go to the store and maybe get a ch- an opportunity, a chance to look at stuff and, you know, see some of the products that I might not be interested in mm-hmm. otherwise mm-hmm. and have that kind of, oh, all right, you know what? I'll get one of those diva statues or something which i would never ever consider purchasing if it was just uh online and something i couldn't see for myself sure so i think there's a little bit of an incentive maker there a little bit of an impulse buy uh manufacturer Mm. but um so for people like us i think it could work is there's just not enough of us in one location anywhere in the world other than korea where esports and blizzard have such an aura that this can work. Yep, but, uh, I agree. I'll ask my Korean brother and he'll tell us for sure. Probably not. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, time for town crier. It's where we read your emails and they are sent to us at theinstance at gmail.com. We have two today, a couple of brief ones. One from Colin who says, hey guys, love the show. The opening cinematic voiceover for WoW. Four years have passed since the mortal races banded together and stood united against the might of the Burning Legion. Though Azeroth was saved, the tenuous pact between the Horde and Alliance has all but evaporated. The drums of war thunder once again. He says, that describes the current state of the world pretty well. I thought it was an interesting coincidence that they debuted both classic servers and Battle for Azeroth at the same time. What do you guys think, Colin? Uh, maybe a happy accident, but you know, there's some thematic, uh, synergy going on there for sure. You know, like the, we're back to the beginning for classic if you want it, but also in the, in the, uh, you know, world of Warcraft proper, we're kind of also back to let's fight everybody cause burning legions mm. out of here. So it's time for us to put our focus back on why the Alliance and the Horde hate each other. And I don't know. It's a nice, it's a nice, it's either, it's either just sort of a, a nice way things ended up, or maybe Blizzard had a plan to do that, but uh, either way, I think it works. I don't know. I mean, yes, they debuted, they announced them at the same time, but I would be very careful in considering anything, um, you know, uh, happening at the same time regarding classic servers. I, I think their battle for Azeroth is going to come before classic servers, and I'm even wondering if it we might not have to wait for the next expansion before we see that option Mm. um they were very careful to say hey we're just you know we're looking at it and we're working on it and it is going to happen but it's going to take time so yeah they they, very quickly got yeah they very quickly moved past it and did not spend a ton of time on it but yeah but we you know there are rumors floating around i think it's not till after this expansion hits for sure and maybe not even until the next one yeah i I think it it's it's a way it's ways off. Yeah. Uh, somebody else wrote in or sent a tweet or something talking about it was kind of related to Colin's email. And I'm trying to remember what that was. Oh, 
this uh, the uh, the name of the expansion, the Battle for Azeroth. He is saying or pontificating the idea that this isn't a battle with each other for ownership of Azeroth. That this title oh. may be a little secret hint of we've got to save her. So I w- you know, in the beginning, yes, it's all about uh oh, Sylvanas is pissed, and so is Varian's kid, and uh, let's all fight and everyone's whatever. But then later, we've got to do something because there's a big old hole bleeding out Azerite over there, and um, it says we're going to kill this planet, so we need to have a battle for Azeroth. I like it. Yeah. Um, I would be a little bit disappointed that we all of a sudden we end up having to join forces again mm-hmm. and fight the big giant evil monster god thing. Um, yep. But... I think that's kind of a, it's the default state of the game and of every expansion. Um, I would love to see a a very different timeline, not timeline, but version of the events for Horde and Alliance throughout, as we, we've discussed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But it would make a lot of sense uh, that we would have the, in the end, that double meaning of the title. It would be very clever. Yeah, I kind of like it. Uh, yeah, we will not ba- Batman versus Superman this. Uh, chat room red man pig but i do like the idea that both manduin and uh and sylvanas's mothers were both named martha i like that idea a lot let's make that happen let's make that part of this uh ruari wrote in says hey guys my name is ruari and i play battle friend uh, level 110 d- uh, dwarf hunter on dark moon fair he's in the eu i live in dublin ireland and i recently read a piece online i probably shouldn't do that about how Dublin was becoming the most expensive city in the EU outside of Paris or Berlin. That got me to thinking. More than London? Yeah, that's what that it says. Unlikely. That seems crazy to me, but I, I know mm. nothing of uh, European economics, so I have no idea. But he says this. Well, that, Dublin is very popular, so probably. Is it? Right. Also, who are we to question Rarin's yeah. wisdom? He's so. got to get those guns, Tommy. That's all he's got to worry about. All right. <laughs> See, I brought it up again for you there. That was for you, Patrick. A little bit of thank you. A little bit of peaky blinders for you. All right. So that got me to thinking. What do you guys think would be the most expensive city in Azeroth to live in? My money is on Dalaran due to the Curantor's presence and the general status of Dalaran overall. Whereas something like Gilneas would be cheaper due to the fact that it's currently under attack and so on. It's also <laughs> kind of a shithole. But anyway, uh, cheers, lads. Love the show. All right. I'm gonna say Silver Moon despite the fact that nobody's there. So there may be a drop in real estate prices because there's nobody there ever. But Silver Moon is like ostentatious, ridiculous, over the top. Yeah, but no one cares. No, there's, I mean, there's no one there. The only thing that is going to determine the value of real estate at any place is how many people want to live there and how much space there is available. Mm. Uh, Silver Moon is gigantic, like enormous. It's three times the size of any other city mm-hmm. and no one goes there. Mm. So definitely not. Silver Moon is probably literally outside of, you know, a few hovels here and there lost in the, in the geography of the world. It's probably the, the, the worst answer anyone can give. There's no one there, Scott. But there's no so one. much gold there and the fancy linens and, and uh, uh, people traipsing around on purple beds and stuff. Like it's a fancy joint. Like they're not, they're obviously, I mean, they're, some have said, oh, that's the Vegas of, of the world. Well, yeah, but still I agree. Lack of people there in a real world scenario means that you're not going to have the money coming in. But I, 
No, but I think Dalaran is luxurious in many other ways. Um, it has a, so much magic things, like you have little things floating around, little, like, it, okay, imagine. Oh, actually, there are some in Dalaran, uh, in, in Silvermoon. Um, yeah, I was thinking about the automatic autonomous brooms that clean up everything. But yeah, actually, in fact, those are a Silvermoon Silver invention, well. I think. I think first time we ever saw those. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So th those are actually pretty handy because if you're going to be living in a in an expensive-ass house, you don't want to be cleaning it yourself. You want, I mean, you can have, you know, probably servants that do it for you if you're a rich, obnoxious uh, uh, blood elf. Yeah. But, um, but in, in, in Dalaran, it's so tiny and it's the center of power yeah. for a lot of it. I mean, I, one could argue Stormwind, but Stormwind is very large as well. And it feels a little bit like like Stormwind and uh, Orgrimmar, if we if we want to be uh, equal in Horde and Alliance time, they feel a little bit like the place you have to be, but not the place you want to be. Mm, yeah. um, to Dalaran is a little bit more, has a little bit more of that pizzazz thing, and it's moving around, it's floating, it's very exclusive. Sure. Um, Do you think, okay, I, I got a question like for you. Is. I got a question for you. Dalaran has sewers, okay? And those were there when they when the thing was lifted up and moved. Um, right. But one would assume that the sewers, if still functioning, are you know moving uh, multi-race waste all around that thing throughout the the bottom of it. But then at some point, that thing just unloads like four hundred tons of people shit every day and drops it into the what the ocean? Like where's that going now? Well, currently it's probably yes above the ocean, which is I guess good. Is it though? Um, it doesn't seem hygienic for the ocean. Like uh, uh, the battle for Azeroth well, is going to be I mean, the battle for Azeroth. Okay. Let's let's put it like that, Scott. I'm sure there's lots of people creating uh, uh, waste from Dalaran, but there's also a lot of fish and other monsters <laughs> doing that in the, in the ocean. Like a lot. I doubt the 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 poop from Dalaran citizens is going to change the bio diverse makeup of the ocean floor i see so you um, if so anything, you support, it's probably going to make it richer okay so candidate beja is supports dumping raw <laughs> sewage into our oceans into our natural waterways i just want that to be clear when the election comes and someone has well, to cast it's, your vote it's a lot i think this is biological it's manure it's fine it's a lot better than having your 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 machines of war uh you know basically destroyed on the shores of those lands you're trying to conquer and them leaving rotting and and uh you know uh, uh like pieces of of rusted metal and remnants of of foul magic and all of that that's a lot worse if you're going to worry about something you should worry about that yeah, that's a good and point. also yeah. Yeah. the underground of dalaran i'm sure you know those wizards they do look a little bit stuck up I'm sure there are a lot of rules and things you can and cannot get in Dalaran. I'm pretty sure the sewers is a way for people to get some uh, a, a contraband stuff that they actually want. Like, mm. let's say uh, the, the mages of Dalaran are saying you can't have non-pasteurized cheese in the city because it's a health hazard. Yeah. Probably you can get some of that sweet cheese from the sewers imported, like by you know the shady characters of the Dalaran underbelly. So sure, that's sure. A, a, actually a benefit 
to the life of the city. Yeah, nothing I like more than sewer cheese. It's really the best kind of cheese you can get. <laughs> and also, also, I'd like to say this. Uh, maybe Khadgar is literally a shit wizard. Maybe his entire job <laughs> is, to, is to make that stuff disappear or show up somewhere else. I don't know where he's dumping it. Theramore is kind of cleared out, but just put it there. Just teleport it right over there. Don't tell Jaina. <laughs> uh, all right, there's your uh, there's your emails. Thank you guys for those emails. They're fantastic as always. Excellent send, question, Rory. Yes, very good. Uh, send us more emails, theinstance at gmail.com, please. Uh, it's going to do it for the show. Before we get out of here, though, Patrick, you got some cool stuff happening this week. Anything people should be on the lookout for? Sure. Um, I guess one uh, thing would be the Icy Veins podcast where we cover Blizzard news as well. Uh, basically a 40-50 minute show where we cover everything important. Uh, and my shows at frenchspin.com. The, there are a couple. Uh, the Phileas Club, we had an episode about uh, what it is like to be a woman in this day and age in our Western societies. I had four wonderful uh, ladies who came and talked to, to us about their daily lives and we listened and I've gotten a lot of fantastic feedback for that episode so you can do, go check it out at frenchspin.com and of course Pixels general gaming news we had a fantastic discussion about uh, loot boxes in the last episode with Daniel Ahmad an, an analyst from the video game industry and he was he had a lot of Great insight, and that's also at frenchspin.com. Yeah, you guys should check it out. My sister was one of the ones on the Phillies Club, and she um, she spoke very highly of that uh, of your time together on that. She thought oh, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank her. Uh, I will thank her. And uh, that's it. What else? Anything else happening? Uh, frogpants.com is a place to go. There's there's things and stuff. As we move toward the, uh, the holiday uh, known as Christmas, uh, we'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll let you guys know what's going on schedule-wise. I have a feeling it's all normal, I think, but I don't know for sure. Um, but we all celebrate it. It's a great time. Merry Christmas to everybody leading up to that thing. And uh, we'll we'll talk more as we get there. Hope you're having fun in World of Warcraft or whatever Blizzard game is currently tickling your fancy. Uh, what else? Is that it? I think that's it. I think we're done. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more, hopefully with Terpster in tow. TheInstance.net is our website. Instant Show on Twitter. Not Patrick and me at Scott Johnson. Find more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, and for Patrick. We'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, so Nathan Champness is saying if Dalaran is indeed dumping its its influence into the ocean, that would make the maelstrom a literal shitstorm. Yeah, that is, and and thralls over there going, "What's that smell? Shit!" <laughs> Technicians' transport tinkering leads to terrible trouble. It's the early dramatic news. I'm Hunts the Wind. It was just a few years ago that the pinnacle of aerial transport was the Sky Golem, a masterpiece that took engineers a full month of work to create. Many tinkerers made a profitable living selling the metal suits to eager buyers. However, the original design had a horrible flaw. While it could harvest herbs without dismounting, the same capability did not extend to minerals. So while the suit was incredibly popular with herbalists, it was useless to the engineers who created it since they invariably took mining as their second profession. After years of waiting for an updated design, gnomish engineer Brax Pullywinkle decided to take matters into her own hands and modified a suit to include shovel and pick attachments. Unfortunately, she didn't realize that the original inventor, Chief Engineer Jard, had sold the patent rights to the Ironforge conglomerate Magnetronics. 
The company promptly issued a patent infringement claim, had the Ironforge guards seize the modified golem, and threw the poor gnome into detention. The Engineering Frontier Foundation, a.k.a. the EFF, has taken up Brax's case, arguing that Magnetronics is stifling innovation to hoard minerals and profits to itself. The EF further asserts that even if Pullywinkle violated the letter of the law, she should not be punished, because what she did is a minor offense. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.